and good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. I'm also your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network's South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in today from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here in good old San Antonio. I'm grateful that you've decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. Now, on this program, I try to bring you a variety of informative discussions highlighting different people, ministries, and events going on within the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. And today we've got a super uh, program uh, lined up for you. I get a chance to speak to Father Bob Hogan, pastor at St. Henry Catholic Church. He's also the Archdiocesan Liaison to the Catholic Center for Charismatic Renewal here in San Antonio. And uh, joining him is going to be Father Will Combs, pastor at St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church. Uh, And I will be discussing all things Holy Spirit and all things Pentecost with both these, uh, you know, holy men. So this is going to be great. But before we get to that conversation, let's go ahead and get today's program started the way that we should do all things, and that is in prayer. And uh, as a reminder, as we pray, you know, ask that the Lord would make his will known to you and pray for the grace to accomplish his will and loving obedience. So join me now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear God, may everything we do begin with your inspiration. Continue with your help and reach perfection under your guidance. With your loving care, lead all of us in our daily actions. Help us to persevere in love and sincerity. Bless us with an abundance of courage in proclaiming your holy name in the teachings of your church. Grant us the grace to do your will in loving obedience. Heavenly Father, keep us under your constant protection and draw us, our families, and all our loved ones ever closer to you. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Joseph, head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Mary, mother of our Savior, pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, just to get caught up with a, you know, a couple of things that took place, uh, you know, over the weekend. Um, if you did not get a chance to attend the, uh, ordination mass, uh, for Father David Chaco and Father Jordan Milligan, man, you really missed out. You know, I, I spoke about it on last week's program that, you know, what a, you know, wonderful, you know, treat it is to be able to be witness to a, a man giving his yes to serve God and his people. And, uh, it, it was, it was a full house. There at St. Mark the Evangelist Catholic Church, uh, what a wonderful uh, you know mass it was celebrated by His Excellency Archbishop Gustavo, and to see these uh, you know these young guys. Uh, that are going to be, you know, doing God's work, administering, uh, you know, the sacraments. Um, it's just a, a beautiful thing. So please continue to pray for them uh, as they, you know, progress uh, in their vocation, as they progress in their ministry. Uh, continue to pray that God would bless the work of their hands uh, and pray for all our priests, pray for all our bishops, you know, pray for our Holy Father and be intentional about it. You know, hold a holy hour uh, at your parish, you know, for the intentions of uh, your your 
parish priest and for everyone I just you know uh, spoke of. Uh, also want to talk about uh, Father Eric Ritter, who will be celebrating his ordination anniversary on Wednesday. Uh, so keep him in your prayers. And uh, Father Victor Valdez, uh, pastor at St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church, uh, he's going to be celebrating a birthday uh, tomorrow, in fact. So plenty to be praying for. And I'm sure not one of them I mentioned would say, no, don't pray for me. So continue to pray for them. Uh, it is holy and it is certainly uh, fruitful. I want to talk about some things that are going to be going on uh, in, in the coming days. First, want to talk about 5K in five days, this outstanding rosary revival uh, that Sanctus Ranch is going to be hosting. Uh, this is, you know, this is going to be, you know, one of those events, you know, it, it's a it's a fundraising uh, event to help raise funds to complete their sacred chapel, um, you know, sacred heart chapel there, uh, you know, on, on the property and to uh, complete a rosary walk. But more importantly, it's really a chance for all of us to really uh, renew, if if not renew, maybe start, you know, this wonderful devotion that, you know, devotion that, you know, we, we have in the rosary. Uh, so they are asking for 5,000 rosaries to be prayed over the course of five days. This is going to be a 24-hour, um, you know, prayer vigil. It's, this is going to be epic. Uh, I mean, again, I can't think of a time where anybody was calling, you know, to, to pray that many rosaries or that many prayers, uh, for that matter in, in, you know, such a short amount of days. Uh, you can go to 5k in five days.org. That's the number five. Um, K in five days.org. You can sign up uh, to be a team leader and a, a team captain. Um, and you can also, you know, maybe just if you'd like to, you know, donate to the cause, you can do that too. Uh, this prayer vigil uh, is going to be, you know, I don't, I think uh, you'd have to look at the, you know, the information online. Um, but it is highly encouraged that those rosaries are, are prayed for on site. That way you can actually get a chance to, to see what this is all about. Um, and it's going to be awesome. So that's going to kick off on May 24th uh, and we'll run through May 28th. Go to 5kin5days.org, and I'm sure uh, they would love to hear from you. I uh, also want to talk about the Catholic Charismatic uh, Pentecost uh, event that will be taking place on June 3rd. Uh, so this is you know, going to happen at St. Mark the Evangelist Catholic Church um, over there on Thousand Oaks. Join in, you know, join the Holy Spirit for a celebration of Pentecost. Uh, come and welcome guest speakers, uh, Father Bob Hogan of the Brothers of the Beloved a disciple and our guest today, and also Father Ed Hoff of the Oblates of Mary Immaculate. They will be speaking, uh, you know, on Pentecost. They'll be speaking about the, the Holy Spirit. Uh, so again, if you want to renew that fire, if you want to kindle that fire uh, within you, uh, then, you know, you can, you know, go ahead and, and sign up and RSVP by uh, contacting Carmen. Email her at Carmen Frankel at gmail.com before this Saturday, the 27th. So RSVP before this Saturday. The event will take place on June 3rd. Uh, It's going to be a a wonderful time. Uh, And as we continue on with the theme of Pentecost, uh, there's a lot uh, going on with with Pentecost. The Alexandra House Apostolate, uh, they are located over here on the, you know, just outside Loop 1604 at the Alexandra House uh, on Leroy Shield Road. Uh, They're going to be hosting a a Pentecost celebration. Music by Michael John Poirier, uh, Catholic artist uh, and a very talented artist uh, as well. This is May 27th at 7 p.m. Join them for song, scripture, and storytelling 
storytelling and testimony as they celebrate the vigil of Pentecost and pray and receive healing, uh, you know, and blessings, you know, of the Holy Spirit. Uh, for more information on that, you can go to the Alexander House. Uh, .org. Click on events uh, and you'll uh, see the information there for uh, the, the Pentecost celebration with Michael John Poirier. Uh, so without further delay, uh, again, I wanted to get into this conversation because, you know, I, I think we're probably, you know, just it's, this is going to be just so filled with the Holy Spirit, so filled with knowledge. Uh, a lot of times I think that most of us out here, um, you know, we can we can have a misunderstanding a lot of times or maybe not a misunderstanding but you know not a lot of understanding when it comes to the holy spirit you know the you know the third person of the you know the most holy trinity uh and i think it's going to be great to hear what you know father bob and father will have to say uh, about it so without delay let me go ahead and welcome to the program father bob hogan and father will combs how you gentlemen doing today good thank you good to be with you you know, I, I want to start first, maybe with, with Father Bob. You know, if I can ask you, um, could you explain to us exactly what the Feast of Pentecost is, what it represents, and maybe talk a little bit about the, the Jewish history uh, of Pentecost uh, in, in the Jewish tradition also? Well, again, <clears throat> I like to start with, in the Old Testament, um, Certain people would receive the gift of the Holy Spirit from God and for leadership roles, the priests, prophets, and the kings, and they would be prayed with and anointed with oil and often, for example, when King David as a teenager is prayed for by the prophet Samuel and anointed, it says the Holy Spirit rushed upon him. And even Moses at one point, uh, he was dealing with so many things, God told him to bring 70 elders to the meeting tent and uh, God said I'll take some of the Holy Spirit that's on you and share it with these other leaders and as they pray the Spirit came upon them so they began to prophesy meaning they began to be open to divine inspirations they began to sense God's guidance and eventually the prophets began to say there's going to be a final Messiah a final anointed one of the Holy Spirit and when he comes prophet Joel said all his followers will receive the Holy Spirit, not just the priests, prophets, and kings, but every follower will be filled with the Holy Spirit in a new way. And there's lots of passages. Jesus quotes at the beginning of his ministry, Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, is anointed me to bring good news to the poor, liberty to captives, sight to the blind, to announce a year of favor from the Lord. And John the Baptist says, I baptize you with water for the forgiveness of sins. The one coming after me, in other words, the Messiah, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And the word Messiah, when translated into Greek, is Christ. So it's Jesus Christ is not his last name. It's not (laughs) Mary Christ and Joseph Christ. He became Jesus Christ. It's Jesus the Messiah. Jesus the one who has the full anointing of the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus is baptized, we, we know the Holy Spirit comes upon him and he begins to live a ministry in the Holy Spirit. And then Ascension, which we just celebrated yesterday, he says, wait and pray until you receive power from on high. And he says, this will be that baptism of the Holy Spirit. And Pentecost was a Jewish feast, a kind of a feast of the, uh, of the festival, a feast of blessing in some ways. But uh, uh, so they was nine days before the feast. That's where we get the whole idea of novena. Mm-hmm. Nine days of prayer from the Ascension Thursday until Pentecost and 120 are gathered together. 
And it's the fulfillment of his role. Jesus' role is not only fulfilled in his birth, his suffering, his death, his resurrection. The completion of his mission is being the Messiah who makes the Holy Spirit uh, available to all his followers. Wow. Um, you know, I want to I want to turn my attention to, to Father Will, too. Um, so we talk about Pentecost as being the birthday of the church, right? Uh, and, and you hear it often. Uh, in what way was the church born, you know, at, out of Pentecost? And c- can you explain that to us all, Father Will? Well, I can start, but <laughs> these are called mysteries. There's always more and more and more. Yeah. I mean, certainly catechism speaks about that the soul of the church is the Holy Spirit. And, and certainly it's the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And so uh, with Jesus' revelation for 40 days and his ascension into heaven, he says, you know, in the upper room uh, on the day of Last Supper, he says, you know, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments and I'll ask my father. My father will send you the spirit of truth to be with you always. And so we see with the ascension of Jesus, the, the apostles with the 120, as Bob, Father Bob was saying, and, and then with our Blessed Mother ascended, they ascended into the upper room. So as Jesus is praying to the Father, here's the, the disciples praying with our mother yeah. for the, this, this, this desire. And definitely uh, the fire of God's desire is planted in our hearts, and we've got this longing in our heart, and that's the birth of the church, is when we ask and receive the Holy Spirit. And Jesus speaks about that. You know, Certainly during his public ministry, he speaks about, ask and you shall receive, seeking you to be found. Because if you who are wicked know how to give good things to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give to those who ask the the Holy Spirit. Right. So he's definitely throughout his ministry giving this hunger, this thirst, this longing, this anticipation for the fulfillment. And definitely the fulfillment of the messianic age, as, as, as Father Bob was saying, is not just the Messiah, but all of his people are messianic, anointed with this, this, this promise from our Father, the, the Holy Spirit. And that's what we see on Pentecost. Amen. You know, uh, I, I like to you know, read from, you know, read from um, the the Old Testament and, uh, you know, the, the catechism, you know, as, as we discuss, you know, uh, things, especially when we discuss, you know, things as significant as that we're talking about now. Uh, but, you know, in the, you know, in, in the, you know, in the gospel, I th- or I think it was the book of Acts chapter two. Yeah. So when the time for Pentecost was fulfilled, you know, they were all in one place together. And suddenly there came from the sky, a noise like a strong driving wind. And it filled the entire house in which they were. Then there appeared to them tongues as of fire, which parted and came to rest on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. Um, you know, I, I want to ask Father Bob, you know, we talk about, and I think you were, you were discussing, you know, who was there at, at, at Pentecost? Uh, you know, who was there in the upper room? Uh, we can say for sure, you know, the, the apostles were there. Um, but the Blessed Virgin Mary was there too, mm-hmm. right? Now, what was the significance of her being there? Did she have to be there? Because we know that she was anointed by the Holy Spirit and uh, at the Annunciation. So can you tell us you know, the, the significance of her being there and what was her role being there with the apostles? Sure. Yeah, we see Mary is really uh, a major example of what it means to be a disciple and to be someone fully open to the Holy Spirit. We know that when the angel Gabriel appears to her and makes the annunciation, he says, she says, how can this be since I do not have, know a child, I don't, I'm not open to having a child. 
And he says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And it's the same language they later use for Pentecost, that really Mary's, Mary's birth conceiving Jesus was a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus mm-hmm. is the one who will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. So Mary is the one who received that gift. Right away, she was then led by the Spirit to go visit her cousin Elizabeth. And when they meet, there's this Holy Spirit explosion. Yeah. Elizabeth gets insights. You know, she says, the Holy Spirit made the child leap in my womb. And she says, who am I that the mother of my Lord? Well, that was, how did she know it was the mother of my Lord? Yeah. It was the Holy Spirit inspiring her. And then Mary's led to do her beautiful Magnificat, which is a Holy Spirit-inspired prayer, prophetic prayer. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Um, Mary's the one at the marriage feast of Cana who senses, hey, I'm going to my son to intercede. The Holy Spirit leads her and it leads to Jesus' first miracle. And so we see many ways Mary as one. So it's certainly very appropriate that she's there with the early church community. Because also on the cross, Jesus turned to the beloved disciple who represents all of us. Our community is called the brothers of the beloved disciple. And he said, take her as your spiritual mother. Take her as someone who can help you to be open. Then Jesus hands over the spirit as he dies in John's gospel. And so Mary is always someone who is preparing us to be able to receive and be open to the Holy Spirit. So it's very appropriate that she's there at Pentecost. Wow. You know, um, we have an image you know, here in the hallway, uh, and it's uh, titled Le Pentecost 1792. And I, I like to you know, give people tours as they come to the office. Um, I'll show them, you know, some of the images that we have hanging up in here. But this is a large, beautiful image here on on, on the wall. And uh, in it, you see, you know, the, you know, Pentecost almost can can seem like this chaotic event, you know, like like we're saying. First and foremost, you know, the the apostles, the disciples, they were, they were in fear. They're scared out of their mind. You know, they just, you know, they just, you know, their, their leader, their teacher, their Lord, you know, is just crucified. And, you know, what's to come of us if we get caught, right? So they're, you know, they are, you know, I, I can picture this in my head. Some of them are probably, you know, in the corner, you know, maybe just, you know, really just scared and out of their mind as to, you know, what can happen now. But in this, in this image that we have on the wall, You've got this, you know, cloud kind of moving in this strong driving wind, right? Mm-hmm. And and I love how, you know, the description of that. It's not just any ordinary wind, you know, blew through. It's not like I got my window open and this summer breeze comes flowing through. No, this is a strong driving wind fills the entire place. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking to myself, you know, in this image, you know, in what seems to be a chaotic scene, You've got the Blessed Virgin Mary standing in the center uh, of the image in this posture of expectancy, like, come, Holy Spirit, you know, welcome back, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, welcome, my beloved spouse, Mm -hmm. you know. It's really awesome how when we look at, like you're saying, it was appropriate that she were there Mm -hmm. to strengthen those around her at that time, right? Sure, definitely, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, so it's super awesome uh, when when I think about it in in, in that way. And and I want to, you know, read from the Catechism, paragraph uh, 2623. On the day of Pentecost, the spirit of the promise was poured out on the disciples gathered together in one place. While awaiting the spirit, all these with one accord devoted themselves to prayer. The spirit who teaches the church and recalls for her everything that Jesus said was also to form her in the life of prayer. Father Will, 
That last part of, of that paragraph, the spirit who teaches the church and recalls for her everything that Jesus said was also to form her in the life of prayer. How does the Holy Spirit guide the church today in, in that way? Oh, we're going to have to catch that answer <laughs> on the other side of this break. I told you it's going to be a lightning quick hour, but if you're enjoying the conversation, don't go anywhere. After this break, we will be right back. Feel free to also tune in uh, you know, on the Facebook live stream. Don't change the station. We will return. said, don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. So instead of letting your unused vehicle sit idle one more day, why not donate it to the Guadalupe Radio Network? Just call 1-866-628-2277 or come by grnonline.com and click on Donate Now. That's 1-866-628-2277 or come by grnonline.com and click Donate Now. Later model cars or trucks are greatly appreciated. Seize the day by calling 1-866-2277. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. Sometimes it can seem that our family life is humdrum, monotonous, and insignificant. But Christ began his public ministry at the wedding at Cana. When we read this account in the gospel, we're reminded that our marriage, our ordinary family life, is important to God. Our Lord and Our Lady love our families, and they are present with us. They desire to change what is ordinary into the extraordinary. The Lord can take our simple and everyday tasks and make them holy. Like the servants at the wedding at Cana, we need to notice when we run out of wine, when we run out of joy, when we run out of love. It is then that we turn to Our Lady and ask for her help. She can bring Christ into our lives, our ordinary water, and transform it into wine. And when we invite Christ into our lives to transform us, He creates the best wine of all. For more advice, ideas, and encouragement, visit us at MessyFamilyProject.org. Catholic Radio played a huge part in my life in helping me understand the faith. It was like one of the biggest things, and I still listen all the time. I have the bumper sticker on my viola case. People see it, and oh, Catholic Radio. It's the best thing ever. It changed my life. Catholic Radio is amazing. Please support Catholic Radio. It's just an amazing resource. So much you can learn there. So much inspiration to actually live out your faith. It's just incredible. I love Catholic Radio. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. And welcome back, folks, to your live and local program. Sean Rice here, your general manager um, for the South and Central Texas listening area and host for the In His Vineyard program every Monday at noon. Look, if you hadn't joined our Facebook group page, I invite you to do so. You can go to Facebook and do a search for GRN, the colon sign, so the two little dots um, you know, on top of each other there and look for South and Central TX. Uh, we are streaming uh, the program on uh, Facebook Live uh, right now, too. So, again, you can leave a comment. You can, you know, you can ask a question, I'm sure. Uh, but, you know, we are, uh, you know, we, we love to be able to interact with our listeners out there. But before the break, I was, you know, reading from the catechism and I asked Father Will, you know, how does the Spirit, how does the Holy Spirit continue to to lead and guide and teach, you know, uh, the, the church today? So, Father, I'll, I'll turn that back over to you. Great. And we definitely see in, in, in Paul, St. Paul is definitely filled and with the Holy Spirit in his writings as well. And so in Romans chapter 8, he says, in the same way that the Spirit... The Holy Spirit 
helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought to. But the Spirit prays for us with sighs and, and groans too deep for words to truly groan in the Holy Spirit. And from that really, from the abundance of the heart, Jesus says, the mouth speaks. And so from the abundance of the heart is this groaning in the Holy Spirit called the gift of tongues, this prayer language. And then Paul writes, And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. And certainly the, the key of prayer is learning, discerning, knowing, obeying, surrendering, and ultimately living the will of God. And that's what we see in the Holy Spirit who intercedes for us. He is between the Father and the Son. And I love that passage that Jesus says, As the Father has loved me, so I love you. Remain in my love. And that love between the Father and the Son is the Holy Spirit yeah. who definitely gives us this desire <laughs> For God's fire, for God's fulfillment, uh, for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we, I really pray that, that, that certainly the whole church and certainly the church of the wider church of San Antonio, that we have a greater hunger and thirst and desire for the Holy Spirit, for God's fulfillment on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. You know, along those lines, Father, if I can ask you, oftentimes you can be heard uh, when you're giving your teachings, when you're talking uh, and, you know, hosting events there at, uh, at St. Mary Magdalene, you can oftentimes be heard uh, promoting and calling for this, you know, this new Pentecost. Um, explain the new Pentecost. Well, it certainly comes from uh, St. John the 23rd and then St. John Paul II as well. And then this kind of prophetic uh, speaking of a, a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And as Father Bob was saying, as we see in the life of our Blessed Mother, she's full of grace right from the beginning. But then how could it be so? Well, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you in the Annunciation and then even more in the Visitation and then even more in the Wedding of Cana and then even more at the foot of the cross and then even more in the Upper Room. There's always more. And that's what Father George, you know, the also co-founder of our our community speaks of that one way to spell the Holy Spirit is M-O-R-E because there's always more. You know? <laughs> I like and, that. And, and yeah, we can be full like a, a nimble full or, you know, a little cup full or we can be a swimming pool full. I mean, there's an yeah. ocean full. I mean, to really, St. Augustine speaks about stretching our capacity, stretching our desire for God. And the more we hunger, the more we thirst, the more empty, the more we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so, Certainly we see throughout the history of the church, you know, through persecution and famine and trials, there's just this tremendous hunger for God. And, and I see it. I definitely see mm -hmm. it now. And, and definitely there's been all kinds of prophecies, starting with St. John Paul II, speaking of this culture of death. And because of the times we're living in, reading the signs of the times, I do see a, a new asking, a new seeking, a new longing. And people are begging, God, come, yeah. <laughs> come down, help, we need you. And so I, I do see that the time is ripe for a new outpouring, a new release of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, uh, Father Bob, if I can ask you, um, do you, th I think a lot of times, I mean, this, and I'm speaking for myself really in, in this case here, but I think I may be speaking for a lot of others out there too. Uh, but, you know, most of us understand, or at least think we have a, an understanding of the Father. A lot of us think that we have a, uh, an understanding of the Son and the person of Jesus Christ. But why do you think maybe there, there's not a, a, a familiarity with the Holy Spirit, why does the Holy Spirit sometimes, you know, seem to be not as tangible as the other two? Yeah, I th certainly, obviously, because Jesus came and lived this earth, we know his words and we know his interactions. It's easier to relate with a, a person very clearly there. And obviously, all of us have experiences of fathers, and Jesus talks about how, 
He only does what the Father says and the Father's will and the importance of the Father. And so the Holy Spirit is is a little harder to make that immediate connection. But that's why um, St. John of Avila, he lived in the 1500s, a great preacher about the Holy Spirit. In fact, he was made a doctrine of the church by St. Be- Pope Benedict uh, because of that. And he says, he's preaching before Pentecost. And he says, you can receive the same thing right now that happened on Pentecost. This is in the 1500s he's yeah. preaching. And he says, there's two things you need to do. First, you need to understand what the Holy Spirit wants to do in you. A lot of people don't understand that. Sure. They don't understand that Jesus said, it's better that I leave you at the Last Supper because if I don't leave you, I can't give you another advocate, the Spirit of truth. Mm-hmm. And he will lead you in all truth. So first, the Holy Spirit is someone who leads us, guides us, inspires us. Then before Pentecost, you know, at the Ascension, he says, Wait and pray to receive power from on high. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives us God's power to overcome our fears and to empower us with spiritual gifts where God works through us in our lives and touches us. And then, of course, Paul in the letter to the Romans, chapter 5, says, the love of God is poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And so a lot of times people don't realize, hey, I always tell people, Jesus said, don't go anywhere without your advocate. Your advocate is the one who's called to your side. I like to think about it. Father Willard heard me say this many times. The Holy Spirit's like having Tim Duncan on one side of you, <laughs> Mother Teresa on the other side, and St. Thomas Aquinas behind you, okay? Yeah. Because he's the spirit of power. Tim Duncan was a power forward. You yeah. know, he was 6'11", 260. Well, if I have a 6'11", 260 person next to me, am I afraid of anything? No, I mean, no, who's no. going to mess with me? No one. And if I have someone who loves everyone, the sickest, the poorest, like Mother Teresa did, and you know this person loves you and is going to be by your side, man, you're released to fear. In fact, the letter of John says that perfect love casts out all fear. And then when I'm confused and it's hard to make a decision and I don't know what's the truth, St. Thomas Aquinas was one of the greatest teachers in the history. And so the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth who leads us. So people first have to understand, hey, you need more love. You need the Holy Spirit. You need more strength and power. You need the Holy Spirit. You need God to work through you. You need the Holy Spirit. You you need to get released of your fear and have more love and more guidance. You need the Holy Spirit. So he says, first, people have to understand that more, how important the Holy Spirit is and what Jesus said. Sure. And then secondly, it's what Father Will said, you've got to desire it. Mm-hmm. And how do we, I mean, we do these Life in the Spirit seminars and other kind of programs where you're building up a desire. Wait a minute, there's something here I'm missing. There's mm-hmm. something here I want more. And it's when people understand what's possible and, and it should be expected yeah. in the Holy Spirit and then have the desire for it that opens them to be increase of the gift of the Holy Spirit within them. And that is, uh, that is powerful stuff, Father. Uh, and actually, uh, later on in, in the discussion, I, I want to talk more about, you know, the, the life in the spirit, uh, seminars that, that y'all, uh, you know, put on and, you know, some of the other, uh, avenues that we, we have available to us to grow in the spirit, to learn the spirit, uh, and really develop that relationship. I loved how you said, uh, that you have to ask for it, you know, constantly, you know, you'll hear, like Richard, you know, and, and such, you know, um, when people ask, well, how do I do that? How do I do it? You got to pray for it first. Mm-hmm. Pray for that grace, you know, that the, the Lord would make himself known to you, right? Um, you know, I remember asking once, uh, you know, when I look at Father Will, I look at you, I look at, you know, some of us uh, within the GRN and I can genuinely tell the, the, con- the, the relationship you have with the Holy Spirit. And I can honestly say, you know, I'm not there yet, but, you know, it was told to me, you know, pray 
that, you know, God would, you know, that you would be sensitive, that I would be sensitive to the promptings of the Spirit so I can recognize, uh, hear the voice, when I could recognize the promptings within my heart, within my conscience, but you have to pray for that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm glad you shared that with us. Uh, you mentioned also uh, the Holy Spirit's names, the Spirit of Truth, you know, the uh, Spirit of Comfort, you know, um, He would lead all of us in, in truth. And I think when you go through the book of Genesis, um, you know, he, you know, the Holy Spirit was uh, in the form of the, the, the fiery column, the, the cloud leading, uh, you know, Moses and his people. You'll also uh, hear the Spirit in the New Testament, um, you know, coming down in the form of uh, the dove uh, and such, mm-hmm. right? But in what ways, uh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll ask this to Father Will, in what ways do you think now does the Holy Spirit make himself, you know, his self revealed? How, how would you say that, Father Will? Well, certainly. I mean, I'm, I'm a convert. I'm a convert to the Catholic faith, and I'm still converting. <laughs> so, I, a very powerful, obvious revelation of the Holy Spirit are testimonies. Amen. When you, when you re, read the lives of the saints, just amazing things that, that God has done through His people, and and certainly not just canonized saints, but saints today that are just amazing um, conversion stories, uh, healings that have happened, um, the, the signs and wonders. And, uh, and my, uh, definitely what is needed is not just a testimony of a person, but a testimony of a people, that uh, a whole people that uh, see how they love one another, uh, Jesus says. So the world will know that you're mine by your love for one another. And he concludes, that's how he begins the upper room discourse. And he ends the upper room discourse by saying, Father, may they be one yeah. as we are one. Then the world will believe. And so definitely we're praying for the Holy Spirit to renew the face of the earth. And they, people need to see it. And it's so often in the Gospel of John, it's only by seeing that people come to believe, you know? And so we, we are definitely called to reveal the Holy Spirit by being that testimony, our personal testimony, but also a community testimony of truly loving one another with Jesus in our midst. Amen. Uh, again, folks, if you're just tuning in, this is Sean Rice. Uh, you're listening to In His Vineyard all across the uh, five stations of the Guadalupe Radio Network, South and Central Texas listening area, having this great discussion with Father Bob Hogan, Father Will Combs, talking about Pentecost, talking about the Holy Spirit. Um, and I want to ask Father Bob my, my next question. Um, you know, we, we talk about how it was, you know, at, or we know what it was like in the upper room prior to the coming of the Holy Spirit in the form of fiery tongues and uh, another, um, you know, another sign of, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit, uh, his, his revealing of himself in the New Testament, right? That most of us are probably familiar with. But let's talk about a, a little bit about that transformation that the apostles had, that the, you know, that the apostles, the disciples and everybody there had. I spent, you know, I spent a good time earlier just talking about how, uh, this scene was really one of, you know, fear. They were scared, but it's amazing what happens afterwards. Tell us about that, Father Bob. Sure. Well, it's just like you said, they, even though they were fearful before Jesus' resurrection and he appeared, and, uh, but even then, they're, after his gone back to heaven, they're still fearful in many ways. And that's why he said, you got to wait for power from on high. And, and like I said, the power, I think, is first a power to release for fear, to overcome that. Sure. I know when I was 17 years old and I priest had talked to me about committing my life to putting Jesus first and then asking for the Holy Spirit, that was one of my first experiences. I sensed Jesus became more real for me. I sensed his love. 
And I began to sense a release of fear. Now, I'm not saying I've never been fearful my whole life ever, but I began to sense the Holy Spirit's presence releasing me from fear. And so when when the fire breaks into, there's a fire, tongues of fire, they break an individual and they come and rest on each of them. They begin to speak in a language of the praying in tongues. And I can talk to you more about that later if you'd like to have time to do that. but it says they were proclaiming the mighty works of God. And mm-hmm. because Pentecost was a, a feast celebrating the, the harvest time, many people were in Jerusalem. So when they heard this, there were people from all kinds of places, from different languages. Right. And the special miracle was they heard them all in their own language, proclaiming the mighty acts of God, proclaiming the mighty acts of God. And so, and you see right away, they're released to their fear. Peter begins to proclaim about Jesus and yeah. what happened to him and how he suffered and died for us and took our sins and wounds upon himself. And they and it says they were cut to the heart because yeah. the Holy Spirit was working through his words. They, he, he moves us. He touches our heart. And it says, what must we do? And he says, well, repent of going your own way. Commit yourself to Jesus. Place your faith in him and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it says 3,000 were baptized on, yeah. the, on the first day. And you see throughout the Acts of the Apostles, they start going forth. They're proclaiming the Jewish leaders are still not happy with them at all. Sure. They get put in prison a number of times and a number of others and a persecution starts. But they have this freedom. In fact, in Acts 4, what happens is the church begins to be persecuted a lot. And they come together. And their prayer isn't, Lord, please protect us. Help us not to get hurt. Uh, protect our families. That's not how they pray. Right. They say, Lord, you see what's happening um, we ask you to confirm the word with more signs and wonders of the Holy Spirit so that more people will come to know you and believe in you. It says, as they prayed, the place where they were shook, another yeah. image of the Holy Spirit, like the mighty wind, yeah. and, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit again. As Father Will said, there was a, a new calling. Now, they already had received the Holy Spirit in Pentecost, but now with this new challenge, they receive the Holy Spirit for a, a new challenge. So you just see those examples of a release of fear of being able to go forth because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Wow. You know, uh, again, when, when we talk about the Holy Spirit and you see and point out and talk about those things that you can find uh, definitively, you know, there in, in Scripture, it's amazing uh, what you can do when someone is on fire, mm-hmm. right? Uh, when that, you know, when that, when that fire is kindled within them, you know, we, we, we pray that, you know, kindling them the fire, fire of your, your love. love right uh, and when when you think about it in, in terms like that it, it really just uh, it is amazing you know you started talking about you know the you know one of those gifts the the first noticeable sign in, in the gift uh, being outpoured uh, on the apostles was their ability to communicate with all these foreigners right you know father will uh, can you talk to us about uh, the the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, not to be confused with the fruits of the Holy Spirit, but, you know, can you talk to us about the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, Father? Yeah, these are the messianic gifts we see in uh, Isaiah chapter 11, of uh, this messianic age that they, uh, he will be anointed, he'll be receiving these, these seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gift of knowledge and, and wisdom and understanding, the gift of counsel, the gift of piety, the gift of fortitude, and with the fear of the Lord. And these gifts, of course, is what the bishops pray over those who are about to be confirmed. And so certainly the laying of hands. And, and yes, uh, the giver of all gifts is the Holy Spirit. And he gives many gifts. Uh, and these are gifts that we need. These are gifts that we long 
long for. These are gifts that we desire. And yeah, it's certainly St. John Avila and others speak about our need to learn. And so part of this desire is to motivate. I like to speak about the motivate, educate, and activate our own free will that we choose God's will. And definitely God's will is that we all be filled with the Holy Spirit. Sure. If I can just uh, quote from San Antonio, because we do have a great patron of our city and all those uh, towns that are around San Antonio can be part of this good news. He's a great doctor of the church as well. And he says, the man who is filled with the Holy Spirit speaks in different languages. Um, And... So there's well, more to say. Yes, there is. Man, it's like the music knows when we're getting into the good stuff. But look, listeners, don't change the station. If you want to continue hearing the conversation, we will be right back. Listen to The Spirit World with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Demonic activity appears to be on the rise. I'm Debbie Giorgiani, and I invite you to join Adam Bly and me this weekend for The Spirit World. On The Spirit World, we offer a Catholic perspective on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. Saturdays at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Guadalupe Radio Network and other EWTN radio affiliates. Visit grnonline.com slash spiritworld. Hi listeners, Sean Rice here, your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network in South and Central Texas. I'd like to ask you for your help. Do you believe in the life-changing work of Catholic Radio? Are you passionate about spreading the truths of our Catholic faith? We are currently looking for a dedicated, enthusiastic, and faith-filled individual to replace me as general manager. This is a full-time position in San Antonio serving the needs of the GRN in the South and Central Texas listening area. If you or someone you know would like to be part of the Guadalupe Radio Network family and help us carry out our mission of evangelization through the power of radio, then please email your resume and a cover letter as to why you would like to work for the GRN to Sean at grnonline.com. That's S-H-A-U-N at grnonline.com. May God bless you and Mary keep you. Hi, Julie Carrick here. I am delighted to be the host of We Sing Our Faith. This weekly program shares beautiful Catholic music and deep insights of many Catholic teachings. Join me on Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock Central Time for We Sing Our Faith here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock Central Time. We sing our faith. And welcome back, folks. This hour is seemingly uh, just rolling on by. So, uh, again, uh, lots to cover. Uh, it's always a, a pleasure chatting with, uh, you know, Father Bob and Father Will. They are just so knowledgeable about all things, you know, Holy Spirit. Uh, so hopefully uh, you are enjoying the conversation. Again, if uh, you'd like to listen to the conversation or watch it being live streamed on Facebook, you can join our Facebook group page. Uh, do a little search on Facebook for GRN. 
uh, South and Central TX. But you know, before we were so rudely interrupted by the by the break, uh, Father Will was going to talk about uh, you know the the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, could we uh, pick up where we left off? Great. So, yes, uh, San Antonio is speaking about these different languages of the Holy Spirit and the different ways of witnessing to Christ, such as humility. Uh, poverty, patience, obedience, and we speak in those languages when we reveal in ourselves these virtues to others. So certainly we can speak about the holiness gifts, but also the charismatic gifts, these, these signs and wonders. Jesus speaks about, unless you see signs and wonders, you people will not believe. And, and certainly it is true that many people need to see the signs and wonders, and that these are the charismatic gifts that reveal. And so we have a beautiful listing in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 of the speaking in tongues, the interpretation of tongues, prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discernment of spirits, uh, gifts of healing and miracles. And it's truly this witnessing of the power. You shall be clothed with power from on high when the Holy Spirit comes to you. And and again, it's, it's San Antonio, who's, who's great St. Anthony of Padua, who is definitely filled with this powerful witness. And there was many miracles attributed to him. But he writes that our humble, sincere request to the Spirit for ourselves should be, that we may bring the day of Pentecost to fulfillment. So there's this longing in our heart for the fulfillment, that God fully be alive, to fully live and be led by the Holy Spirit. You know, um, if I can can ask Father Bob, um, not only do you have the the gifts of the Holy Spirit um, that can be, you know, I mean, we could spend a whole hour just talking about the gifts, Mm -hmm. but you also have the fruits of the Holy Spirit, right? Can you talk to us and share with us, you know, what some of those fruits may be and what do they mean to us as we live out our, or try to live out our faith on a daily basis? Yes, in the letter of St. Paul to the Galatians chapter five, he talks about this interplay between he calls the flesh and the spirit. The flesh is the part of us that I heard a priest say once, it says, I want what I want when I want it. <laughs> it's the part that just follows our immediate feelings, our own desires. It tends to be selfish, self-centered. And he gives a whole list that leads to anger and jealousies mm-hmm. and, and following false people and a number of things. And he says the spirit, uh, the, the two are there opposed to each other. And if you invite the Holy Spirit, he helps you overcome the power of your fleshly reactions. So many people in confessions come, Father, I just get so impatient. I just get angry at people. I don't have any self-control. Sometimes I'm just not very kind and generous and loving to people. And well, that's exactly what this passage is about. He says, the Holy Spirit first shows you the areas that you're stuck in the flesh. He reveals it and he says, then the Holy Spirit tells you, crucify the flesh, bring it to the power of Jesus. He died for you. The Holy Spirit shows you the areas and tells you to bring them to Jesus. And then as he crucifies the flesh, you then open yourself to these fruits of the Spirit. And there's a number of, uh, traditionally we talk about nine fruits and some passages it's 12. And the the, um, catechism mentions 12. But basically, I like to talk love and joy are kind of the energizing fruits. We have to have love. We have to have joy yeah. in life. Peace and patience are kind of the calming fruits, okay, to yeah. kind of calm us down so we're not just reacting with anger and frustration and impatience. So love, joy, peace, patience. Kindness and generosity are kind of the giving fruits. Yeah. You know, reach out to others. And faithfulness and self-control 
are kind of the not being controlled by the flesh and, and the world and the devil. But hey, no, I can be faithful to my commitments. I can be have self-control and not give into temptations to look at pornography, do other kinds of things. So the fruits of the Spirit are the kind of the virtues that the Holy Spirit creates holiness in us mm-hmm. by give, energizing us with love and joy, calming us with peace and patience, uh, giving us a heart to go out with generosity, and then faithfulness and self-control being committed in, in an ongoing way. Amen. You know, uh, Father Will, if you can kind of expound on that, but specifically, you know, Father Bob had mentioned, uh, you know, joy uh, being one of those fruits. But I think a lot of times uh, people have this misunderstanding of joy versus happiness. Oh, you know, be happy, be happy. But joy is completely something different, right? Joy is very much internal. Can you talk about that difference, Father? Yes, yes. Uh, Happiness often, right, speaks of these happenings out there and more happenings than more happiness. And so it's definitely something exterior. Uh, Joy speaks of something interior. And it really, so we can have felt needs and deep needs. So we have our felt needs, like I feel like I need chocolate right now. But it's it's, it's a felt need. It's, It's this very superficial, in a sense, living. But these deeper desires, these deeper longings speak to the very core of who we are. And we are definitely created by God for God. And we have this longing for God. And and this joy is certainly doing the will of God, living in the will of God. And so, yeah, there's so many beautiful stories as we see in Acts of the Apostles. They were being whipped and scourged and they were rejoicing and glad that they were worthy to suffer for the name of Christ. So there's a great joy in doing the will of God. And the ultimate joy is living in the will of God. Amen. Uh, you know, we've got just a few minutes left and I want to make sure that, you know, we, we cover even more. Uh, I want to talk uh, about, I want to kind of circle back to what you were discussing earlier, Father Bob, uh, about life in the spirit. Can you tell us about these life in the spirit seminars? And can you tell us more about the upcoming, uh, you know, Catholic Center for Charismatic uh, Renewal, um, you know, Pentecost event that you've got coming up also? Yes. Um, in the charismatic renewal movement, which you know has an international office in Rome, is completely supported by Pope Francis. In fact, I'm on the national committee, Pope Francis's committee in the United States. There's 15 of us for the whole United States that are on this committee. Um, Life in the Spirit felt developed as a basic proclamation of the gospel message. It, uh, it's it's a focuses on first a teaching about God's love. God so loved the world, he sent his beloved son. What has shown us love? Jesus laid down his life for us. The Holy Spirit pours the love of God. So first of all, how much God loves us and really wants us to have a personal relationship with Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. So that's the first presentation. Then people break up into groups and get a chance to discuss what that means for their lives. The second talk is on salvation and the importance of knowing that we need a Savior and then repentance, having faith, and being committed as a disciple, that I really want to be a disciple of Jesus and make a clear commitment of wanting to put Jesus first in my life. And then we have a third talk about general things about the Holy Spirit, kind of what we're talking about today, helping people understand the Holy Spirit better. The fourth talk is on the the spiritual gifts, the charisms of the Holy Spirit, and explaining them, talking about uh, explaining people be open to the gifts of praying tongues. That's often what kind of freaks people out the most, but I've prayed for thousands of people for the gift of tongues, and it's simply being childlike enough just to pray with sounds and the Holy Spirit. Once we've committed ourselves to Jesus and opened us to the Holy Spirit, he gives us a language to pray where where we just, uh, it doesn't use your mind. You start it when you want, you stop it when you want, you're not out of control, but it helps you have a sense of God's presence. And I often, when I'm praying and I don't understand what to do in a counseling situation, I'll just 
quietly pray in tongues and open myself to inspiration to the, what God is trying to teach. So, so then we have a chance to praying for people for renewal in the Holy Spirit. They renew their baptismal promises, make a commitment to Jesus Christ as Messiah. And then we pray kind of for the whole group, like Pentecost, for the Holy Spirit to come down them. Yeah. And then they can seek individual prayer. We just had one this weekend for men, as I think Father Will mentioned, and we pray with them individually for a renewal um, I mean, the Holy Spirit's in us through our baptism and confirmation. But Paul says you have to stir into a flame these gifts that are inside of you. And so you have to stir them up, make them alive again. And so, and then the last two talks are on, on transformation and growth in the Holy Spirit. And we talk about how do you continue to grow in the Holy Spirit. So we are going to be having, uh, we always have a yearly uh, celebration of Pentecost. We don't do it the eve of Pentecost because the Archbishop usually has a special mass sure. on the eve of Pentecost. Sure. We don't want to compete with his special mass that he has, <laughs> and we encourage people to go to that. Um, but the next week, usually we have a, a gathering where we, this year it's called Catch the Fire. It's going to be at St. Mark's Church where we really ask for a, a renewal and a strengthening of this gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And for more information on the Catholic Center for Charismatic Renewal, um, what is that website? Do you happen to know that? Yes, it's, it's cccrsa.net. Awesome. So C3CCCCRSA.net. And how often uh, do, do people meet there? I mean, are, I'm sure there's you know st- lots of Sure, stuff we going have on an actual time. building. So, yeah. And we've been there for more than 40 years. So yeah. we've been there a long time. So we have a chapel, we have a bookstore, we have groups that meet every day. Some in the morning, some in the evening. So there's, and then on the weekends, we have training programs and Life in the Spirit seminars, special things. So the, the place gets used a lot. Every yeah. day there's people in there. That's awesome. Um, you know, it, and of course, yeah, I want to talk to, to Father Will, uh, you know, but before we close out, we've got just a couple of minutes left. Uh, can you tell us about, you know, I think actually you've got, you know, something going on at St. Mary Magdalene, right? Something having to deal with the life and the spirit, um, you know, teachings and such. Can you tell us about that, Father Will? Uh, sure. Actually, um, this this Saturday, but I don't want to compete with other people, but right, we're having just for the parish, right, uh, a Pentecost vigil, just praise and worship. We're going to have praise and worship festivals uh, throughout the summer on sun, some Saturday nights. Um, and, and and definitely this upper room to, to create, create St. You know, Paul, John Paul II speaks of the culture of Pentecost. And definitely this, this culture of Pentecost is an environment of great hungering, thirsting, longing, and expectant faith that indeed our prayers will be answered. So the coming of the Holy Spirit is through praise and worship. It's this expectant language. And so, yeah, we are trying to create more and more cynicals, prayer groups of repenting on behalf of others, but also praising God and thanking God for his answer, his divine mercy and a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So yeah, all kinds of things happening. Amen. Uh, Again, if you're just tuning in, uh, we're getting ready to wrap up this conversation with Father Bob Hogan of uh, St. Henry Catholic Church and of of the uh, Catholic Center for Charismatic Renewal, and also Father Will Combs, pastor at um, St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church. Hopefully, uh, you had a chance to to really tune in and and have the chance to hear what these two guys uh, had to say regarding Pentecost, regarding the Holy Spirit. Uh, And with with a minute left, and I want to make sure that we get Father Bob on here to, you know, to to pray, you know, for us and with us. I just want to remind everybody, um, you know, as we continue to progress toward uh, Pentecost, you know, pray again, you know, that 
you know, pray for that grace, pray for that awakening that the Lord would indeed uh, make himself, uh, you know, known to you, you know, pray to be sensitive to the promptings of that Holy Spirit. Um, You know, if you don't ask, you won't receive, folks. You know, you have to ask for it. Uh, it, It's just a, a wonderful time. And, you know, now is the time to really, you know, reawaken yourself, re- renew your spirit, um, and it, it's going to be a wonderful thing. And, you know, one prayer that always stands out to me at this time uh, is always, you know, the, the prayer of the Holy Spirit. Here, as a lot of people are, you know, again, progressing through the the, the novena uh, and, and such, but, you know, the, the, you know the, the prayer that you hear often, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Amen. Amen. May the Holy Spirit be, be with each and every one of you. And uh, Father Bob, would you uh, close us out in prayer? Sure. Lord Jesus, you are the Christ. You are the anointed one of the Holy Spirit, and you fulfill your mission by sending forth another advocate, the spirit of love, the spirit of power, the spirit of truth. We pray that our whole church may be enlivened by the grace of the Holy Spirit, and especially our church here in San Antonio, that we indeed may understand the Holy Spirit better and all that he has for us, that we may see him as our daily advocate, not making any decisions without him, always asking for his love and power and guidance, and that you may pour out that spirit that you indeed may renew the face of the earth and that we may have a fire of our faith, that we know Jesus, the Holy Spirit makes alive the things of Jesus, that we love the Eucharist, that we love the scriptures, that we love the community of the church, make our faith alive so we may be witnesses, that we may be laborers with Jesus and know that he will confirm our sharing about Jesus with signs and answers to prayer. So let your Holy Spirit be upon us, and I give a blessing to everyone in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, gentlemen, for uh, joining us uh, today. Uh, Just a reminder that Pentecost celebration uh, for Catholic Charismatic Pentecost uh, is June 3rd. Um, 2023 at St. Mark the Evangelist Catholic Church. Uh, we've also got the you know Pentecost event for the Alexander House taking place on the 27th. That's this Saturday. So for more information on that, go to thealexanderhouse.com. And you know, uh, lastly, the Rosary Revival. Go to 5kin5days.org for more information. And until next week, um, you know, continue to pray for the grace to do God's will and invite the Holy Spirit to to dwell within you. God bless all of you and thanks for tuning in. My name is Michael John Poirier. May 27th at 7 o'clock at the Alexander House, I'll be sharing stories of my 500-mile pilgrimage. The message was this, it's time to enter the ark. We're all conceived to be alive at this time in history. We have a mission to fulfill. And I'll tell you why that simple message is perfect for right now. I'll see you at the Alexander House. God bless you. Clark Cardas, colon and rectal surgeon and fellow in the American College of Surgeons, is proud to be a sponsor of the great Catholic programming on KJMA. 
He's a member of Catholic Charities Medical Advisory Board and Catholic Physicians Guild of San Antonio and provides care for colon cancer, diverticulitis, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, and those embarrassing lumps, bumps, aches, and pains. For more information on his offices in the Medical Center, Westover Hills, or Stone Oak, please call 210-614-0880. Hi, listeners. Sean Rice here, your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network in South and Central Texas. I'd like to ask you for your help. Do you believe in the life-changing work of Catholic Radio? Are you passionate about spreading the truths of our Catholic faith? We are currently looking for a dedicated, enthusiastic, and faith-filled individual to replace me as general manager. This is a full-time position in San Antonio serving the needs of the GRN in the South and Central Texas listening area. If you or someone you know would like to be part of the Guadalupe Radio Network family and help us carry out our mission of evangelization through the power of radio, then please email your resume and a cover letter as to why you would like to work for the GRN to Sean at grnonline.com. That's S-H-A-U-N at grnonline.com. May God bless you and Mary keep you. Shining the light of truth on the path of salvation. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. This is KJMA 89.7 FM. Floresville, San Antonio, also streaming the truth to the world at grnonline.com. It's food for the immortal soul, all day and all night. 